Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, hey, good afternoon, Scott Luton and special guest co-host, friend of the show, Jenny Froome, here with you on Supply Chain. Now, welcome to today's show. Jenny, my friend, how are you doing? Really well, really well. Always nice to be here. I always say it's the best night out. Yeah, <laughs> because local time, it is what, 6 or 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Have you already had dinner? No, not yet. No, <laughs> I was too excited. <laughs> have you already enjoyed an adult beverage, maybe? No, not yet. Oh, I needed to have all my wits about me. <laughs> hey, all those trick questions you asked me. <laughs> hey, next time we're going to do dinner and a live stream all at the same time. Invite folks in to break bread with us. So we'll have to uh, plan that show. Sounds like a great idea. Well, great to see you here today. Always a pleasure. Uh, we get to continue our supply chain leadership across Africa series in conjunction with our friends at SAPIX. You may know unless you're one of maybe three people across the globe, that Jenny Froome serves as COO of SAPIX, which is doing outstanding work from a really from a professional development and a networking standpoint uh, in South Africa, but really across the continent and the region. And you can check them out at SAPIX.org. Jenny, what's your favorite aspect of what you do at SAPIX? It's seeing people grow. It's it's understanding that whole professional development that's also personal development. And, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've been doing it long enough that at our recent student conference, since we had some alumni actually speaking at the conference, they'd all grown up and there they were. And I felt very proud. I love that. And, and you know, I, I'm not surprised in the least bit by the answer because I see that in all of our interactions and all of our collaborations. I see it in your communication. It is just a wonderful thing that you do. And we're very pleased to continue our friendship and collaboration across the series. So, but folks, as if Jenny Froome is not an incredible participant in this conversation, We've got a second Dynamo. We have Adebayo Adilake, CEO at Supply Chain Africa, that will be joining us in just a couple of minutes. So stay tuned. He is one heck of a of a guest and interview, isn't he, Jenny? Absolutely. And I recently listened to your Veteran Voices interview with him. And I tell you, if if you haven't listened to it, you really should listen to it. I, I didn't mention that today because I didn't want to steal any thunder. But after this, I really recommend it and that whole series too. Well, I appreciate that 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 endorsement. Hey, if we got if we got Jenny Froome's endorsement, we can do whatever we, we can move mountains for sure. But uh, Adebayo was a great interview on that one. Uh, I think we interviewed him uh, on a subsequent Supply Chain Now podcast and to have him back live so that y'all can see it and pose questions and or your uh, your comments is a wonderful thing. Let's we've got one quick programming uh, announcement I want to share with everybody. But before we do that, Jenny, let's go ahead and say hello to some of the folks tuned in from around the world. Like uh, Savannah is tuned in via LinkedIn. Hey, Savannah, let us know where you're tuned in from. We'd love to we love to connect the dots uh, across the global community of, of really industry, supply chain and beyond. Ajit is tuned in via LinkedIn. And Jenny, if you know any of these folks, feel free 
to give us the goods, give give us the skeletons in their closet, right? <laughs> Ajit, great to see you via LinkedIn. Lamont is back with us. If you don't notice, talk about development. Look at all those professional certifications Lamont brings to the table. Project management is is and project management leadership is one of the things that Lamont I know is is really passionate about. And we always enjoy his perspective from sunny San Diego. Lamont, hope this finds you well. Is it Giad? Uh, Giad, perhaps, and I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. Let us know. I like it's so important to get folks' names right. But regardless, Giad, thanks for joining us here today via LinkedIn. Joseph Moretta, have you ever met Joseph Moretta, Jenny? Mm-hmm. Nice. So mark your calendar. I know that y'all y'all collaborate with ASCM community. Joseph is part of is a leader within a chapter up in the Northeast, and he also has a great podcast. I need to catch back yeah, up on definitely that. a name I recognize. I bet I, that's what I thought. So Joseph, hope this finds you well, and feel free to give us an update on the podcast that you are leading. And Jana, uh, via LinkedIn, great to see you. Let us know where you're tuned in from. Jenny, you know, T-Squared holds down the Fort Force on YouTube, right? It is Friday Eve, folks. Bring on <laughs> the supply chain nourishment. Great to see you here. Ahmad, tuned in from Calgary via LinkedIn. Great to see you, Ahmad. Maruz is tuned in via LinkedIn. Hope I got that right. Let us know where you're tuned in from, Maruz. Great to see you. Okay, so Jenny, before we bring on Adebayo, just a second, I want to make a quick announcement. We're going to talk about, uh, we're all celebrating uh, the good things that the the global supply chain ecosystem is doing. We're going to talk about a project that Jenny's leading towards the end of today's show. But up first, I want to talk about the supply chain and procurement awards, right? Coming up in May. Nominations are open through April 1st. But Jenny, just today, I was talking with uh, Tanya Jackson, who is the Senior Vice President and Chief Product Delivery Officer at Lexmark. She talking about Dynamos. I was, I was able to interview her a few weeks back. She is going to be, has agreed to be our sixth and final executive judge. And she is, that's like, that's like sign, when the Braves went out, the Atlanta Braves went out and signed Greg Maddox, you know, put him in position to win that World Series. It, that, it's almost that big, Jenny. Have you ever met Tanya? No, but I have to say, she's got to be good because the rest of your judges are, your judging panel is amazing. Well, we have been, you know, we're going to talk a lot about leadership here today, and we've really been the beneficiary of a bunch of wonderful leaders from the organizers to the judges to the nominees that are coming in. It's just, it's been a study in leadership. Some, And that's kind of a, a big part, we're going to, big item we're going to be talking about today, right? Leadership. We, so important. It is so important. And we can't get enough really good action-focused leadership these days, Kim and Jenny. It is a crying shame. See, it doesn't even, it doesn't even, the state of leadership doesn't even need a verbal response from Jenny. It's just a, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> well, no, and I think that that's kind of something that, that our kids are, are crying out for are these role models. And, you know, that's what's really important. And I guess as parents, we have to be those leaders, but it's hard work. Agreed. It really is. It really is. But the good news is you got folks like our guest here that I'm introducing now that is willing to roll up the sleeves and do the heavy lifting in conjunction with the other non-lip service leaders out there doing big things for industry. So with that being said, I am so excited to, uh, along with Jenny here, interview and and kind of share the perspective of one of our favorite people. Let's welcome in Adebayo Adilake, CEO at Supply Chain Africa. Hey. 
Hey, hey, good afternoon, good evening, Adebayo. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well, Scott. Uh, Jenny, as always, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. Same back at you. Hi to everyone out there, wherever you are tuning in. We really do appreciate your audience. I just finished teaching an operation class over here, so that's why I'm, I'm here in my office. Quite empty, but I think most people get the gist of it for the most part. But I'm really, really happy to be on supply chain. Now, I can tell my mom I made it. I made it for the second time. I'm like, mom, I made it. <laughs> well, uh, and the best thing about the empty shelves is we can focus on you and not get distracted by all the exactly. That's, that's you. one of the reasons why I use the empty shelf. <laughs> I love that. So we got a full hour with the one and only Adebayo Adilake. So stay tuned. Really quick, though, I want to I want to welcome in a few folks. We got Donna from Houston, Texas via LinkedIn. Great to see you here, Donna. Uh, Ikachukwu uh, from Winnipeg, Canada. He's been with us previously, so it's great to have you back via LinkedIn. Looking forward to your perspective. Tempest is tuned in from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Great to have you back, Tempest. Yeah. Mohib. So Mohib is part of the Wichita supply chain ecosystem. He's a wonderful people uh, person. He is an instructor over at Wichita State University. So for Greg White, I got I got to say, go Shocks, right? Mohib, great to see you. Okay, so let's start with a fun warm-up question, right? We got to try to keep our sense of humor uh, in light of, of challenging events around the world. Uh, but here, this time of year is really special here, Jenny and Anabayo here in the States, especially in the wonderful, beautiful city of New Orleans, because it's Mardi Gras, right? Mardi Gras time. Never been, I've been to New Orleans before, but I've never been able to participate in Mardi Gras. Have either of you? Never a Mardi Gras. No, I've, been to, I've been to New Orleans, but I've never participated yeah. in Mardi Gras as well. So. Man, the food, the people, the history, the city is just such a special, special city. But well, you're the in cocktails. The, <laughs> that's right, the cocktails. Well, hey, you know, you're in for a treat because a great friend of the show, great partner of our team here, Donna Krejci, former executive producer at CNN who helps us out with some things. Donna spent like the full week in New Orleans. I think she's got a house there. And she sent in some footage that gives us a flavor of what goes on this time of year. So we're going to see if this works. we got faith. we got an awesome production team. Let's see if they can, they can bring us for a little tidbit of what's going on in New Orleans this week. Goodness gracious. Extraordinary. Jenny, I was so uh Donna sent in and 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 folks, really quick aside, we lost Autobio. You know, sometimes you've got perfect connections, but most of the time, you know, we're all fighting for the best connection. So if we lose folks, we're just gonna keep uh working through the conversation. Hey, that, that Murphy's Law is alive and well, unfortunately, Jenny. But that scene, just the as Donna had sent in several videos. I was just sat there and was mesmerized. Just the grand, the showmanship, the buzz, the energy, the positivity. The and people I'm, all together. That's the, you know, for us still, we've still got reason of not strict restrictions, right. but from an event perspective, 
we've got maximum and minimum numbers and social distancing and all the rest of it. So to see that energy and to see people together, it just makes your heart glad. I agree with you. I agree with you. So Adebayo, welcome back. We were just talking about sometimes you got a great connection. Sometimes we don't. It's just we're rolling with the punches today. But did you see that footage? Yeah, I saw it briefly. Uh, sorry about that. In and out. It's the thing here happens. is, you know, just, we just roll with the punches. That's right. That is right. Well, so uh, really quick, out of bio, uh, you're, you're like a superstar. We got folks messaging you from across the world, including Ikachuku, who we just talked about from Winnipeg. He's yes, good to see you yes, again. Yes. Great to see you, Ikachuku. Awesome. Awesome. And Joseph responded. So Supply Chain Briefs, y'all check out his podcast there. Joseph, I appreciate okay. what you do in continuing to move the global supply chain industry forward. Okay. So... I want to ask you all a quick question. So we're talking Mar Mardi Gras and we're talking New Orleans. What's one of, and Adebayo, we're going to start with you. What's one of your favorite, what I'll call early events of the year? Any tradition events for you? So for me, uh, it's always the New Year's. It's always the New Year's. I grew up in in Africa and the New Year is always quite special. You know, at least from this part of Nigeria that I grew up in, it's always the most celebratory in the holiday of the year. You eat, you you know, kind of this festive environment and the atmosphere is something that, I mean, is something that is quite special. And during that time, it's Amatan. It's in the Amatan season. So for, for people that are, you know, we have winter, spring, uh, summer, and autumn in, you know, four seasons over here in North America. But for folks in southwestern part of Nigeria, then it's Amatan. It's a little bit cold, dry. <laughs> it's still hot though. I mean, don't, don't, don't get it twisted now. It's still hot, but but it still has a little, you know, flavor. And it was just that it set the right tone for the year for me. And always, you know, New Year. Unfortunately, once I move over here, there's so many holidays here. I mean, from St. Patrick's, all kind of stuff, you know. So, I mean, I, I, I blend in. But 4th of July is always, uh, it's very special to me in the U.S. as well. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a rich tradition. And look on the stories of what led to the independence mm. of the United States and how a particular group of people came together to fight for common cause. And that in itself is, is quite uh, rewarding. And it says a lot about what people can do when they come together to achieve a goal. So uh, Well said. You know, and of course, that, that has stark relevance right now. And we're going to touch on that in just a minute. But thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm with you. New Year's brings new opportunities and kind of a breath of fresh air, a white open palette right? For folks to start anew. So Jenny, how about you? Yeah, but boring, but I also, I mean, I agree. And this New Year's was very special because our son, who's supposed to be studying in Spain, was with us. And I actually felt quite sorry for him because he had a boring night in with mum and dad. But for me, it was super special. And he made beef wellington wow. from scratch all by himself. We won't talk about the state of the kitchen, but the food was delicious. And uh, as long as the end justified Definitely, it. definitely. And dad had to do the cleaning up. So I, I won both ways. So well, cheers to Clive for doing that. And also hopefully uh, uh, Clive's doing well. I've seen some some pictures, some, some puppy battles. You've got a raging puppy. We'll save that uh, maybe for a later conversation. Really quick. Mm -hmm. I want to say hello to Marie Hurst is with us, uh, tuned in from a balmy Atlanta. It's going to be in the 70s uh, or up, upper 70s, I think, today. Uh, Marie, hope this finds you well. Great to have you here as always. Okay. 
So folks, we warned you, sometimes uh, technology does, just does not cooperate. But Jenny, we're going to keep on driving. It's normally me that has the problem. <laughs> well, you know, don't speak too don't soon. Don't speak too soon. That's the, uh, I think that's our, our key phrase here today. <laughs> but let's bring in Adebayo back in. I think he's back with us here. And let's see. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> well, so while, while we've got you, let's jump into... The, the first big topic of the day, because we're going to be talking leadership. And, um, you know, you were just talking a second ago about what we can do when folks unite and and build that, you know, that that aligned alliance, that, that unified alliance, and, and we can move mountains. Um, talking leadership, obviously, the Ukrainian president, uh, Vladimir Zelensky, is offering a masterclass in leadership right this minute in, in one of the most challenging and, and heartbreaking situations that I can think of. Um, Adebayo, we'll start with you. What has stood out to you the most related to his leadership? And then let's let's also kind of as a follow-up question. And when it comes to supply chain leadership, what's what's critical right now with the backdrop of, of where we are in 2022? So um like you said, Scott, President Zelensky of Ukraine is giving the class. It's, it's, it, the world is at his is that this is audience right now and is telling us what leadership used to, you know, what leadership used to be and what it should be you know, for the most part. But I do have several, you know, positions on this. And, uh, but one thing first is the leadership by being there, really the presence. Oftentimes what we've, a lot of people, we know there's so many diluted uh, definition of leadership these days, but leadership by just being there you know, most fathers understand this more than anything else. You might not do anything else, but as a father, when you're there, there's a presence, that, that presence of leadership. And most importantly, you know, when in, in the time of trouble, in the time of, uh, you know, uh, where there's a lot of uncertainty, people need to hear from their leader. People need to hear loud and clear of what is. All right, so we might have lost. Okay, so let's take him out really quick. Okay, so what I heard there, Jenny, I want to get your take yeah. on what I heard there, two prongs. Presence, right? The power of presence. I completely agree with him there. And then secondly, uh, the power of, of clarity, uh, of mission, of clarity of what's important and what's, what's our priorities, what, what's our values, what we, you know, what we are willing to tolerate and what we aren't willing to tolerate. So, Jenny, what comes to mind for you when it comes to leadership in this situation? Uh, and I think it's also acting acting on what are your values and working with people who respect those values, but being able to put them over in a way that is not dominating just because they're your values doesn't mean everybody has to agree with the way in which you do stuff. So it's being able to do that give and take scenario, but at the same time still provide the boundaries and the support that that maybe people are looking for. Agreed. Well said. Uh, really quick, a little sense of humor. Uh, Saham says, maybe he's got a class now. He had to, he had to jet really quick. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 We got you I'm loud and clear. Obviously, so I'm using my computer now because before That's I was using that computer and it was the thing was out of flesh. So let me back to the question. Please. Hopefully this holds on. Uh, so, you know, presence of leadership by being there oftentimes is being underrated for so long. We saw this in Eisenhower. We saw this in during World War II when we, those are classic traditional 
means of uh, leading. But now during the Cold War, we saw a lot of it. But in the last five, you know, 10 years, some of those things have been absent. But this, I mean, uh, President Zelensky has given us a reason to be hopeful that the world is, uh, that was in a better place. And I'm really appreciative of just being there and telling these people that, you know, that there's hope. And I think that's what leadership is all about. Actually being there is a sense of hope. It's, it, be, it becomes a beacon of hope, not for only for himself, but for his people and the world at large. Yeah. There's so much there, uh, both of y'all, in terms of what you're sharing. I want to share a little quick aside. I know we're going to talk about supply chain leadership in a second, but I was watching the PBS News Hour yesterday afternoon, and we've all seen the stories of fathers taking their families to the border so they can they can exit and egress the country. And of course, a lot of these fathers are of con conscription age, or they just want to be in the fight, and so they're saying goodbye and they're and they're staying home. One father was getting interviewed. And he mentioned he's your Ukrainian father. And he mentioned, you know, just two weeks ago, I had a full-time job. You know, we were eating as a family, you know, breakfast and dinner. I even had a blog dedicated to heavy metal music. But in the span of a second, all of that became irrelevant and not important. And it's now about this one mission to defend the homeland. And he talked about how his four-year-old daughter, he had two daughters, four-year-old daughter said, when will the Russians be leaving Ukraine, Dad? How do you answer that? How do you answer that? It's remarkable that that's where we are in 2022. So get y'all's quick response to that and just kind of giving hope and, to people. Uh, oftentimes, we have a borderless. Uh, I think we're losing you. Jenny, your thoughts? I was, I was going to comment on the fact that, you know, we've just come out of, or some people still are in, um, the whole COVID situation. And and there we had a common enemy. And there we, as, as, as a population, a global population, were most of the time pulling together to try to at least stem the, the, uh, the results of, of the pandemic. Here we've got a situation where some people believe one thing and other people believe another. And there may be a majority view, but it's definitely not a... You know, it's not the whole globe that is fighting the right. same enemy. And and that's the that's what's going to be really and to use the word interesting just sounds so shallow and so like it's a right. school project or something. And I don't mean it like that at all. But it is going to be really interesting just to see how 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 we move forward as a as a global community in, in this. Agreed. Regard. It's certainly as scary as a pandemic was, you know, this situation that we're all navigating as a world because no one you know no one's not touched by what's going on right now in ukraine so may cooler heads prevail and may you know may may the suffering and and what's going on with civilians the, the whole situation and we, we we need to we need to negotiate we need to we need to come together and talk and find a diplomatic solution mm -hmm. so um just my take there yeah and it's, and it's also, it's ironic because just at the beginning of the year, articles were starting to come out about how supply chain professionals can take a breather. We're starting to get back. There are still challenges, but they're not the challenges that we were experiencing last right. year. And now suddenly the, the rug's been pulled out from under under our feet and there's a, just a yes. whole new set. That, that nobody, well, I don't know, maybe somebody and had anticipated, but I, 
I think a lot of people are blindsided. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And Jake, hey, thank you for this. I really appreciate that. I admire oh, the troubleshooting on the fly to keep the conversation going. We've all been there. You're right. You're right. And, and you know, we're a transparent bunch around here. But, Jake, I appreciate the support. <laughs> okay. Out of bio. I think we're back. We're going to, we're trying a different hit. Can, Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Finally. <laughs> Oh, it's so. Well yes. done, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine and Chantel and Amanda. So, Adebayo, you can hear us, right? Yes. See, that is why, you know, the rest of the faculties are here. So, I just like dash down the hall. Like, hey, who has a headphone? I was like, yeah, bye. I'm like, I want a supply chain. I was like, you want a supply chain? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. We come together. Whatever. If you need a microphone, Fantastic. we got you. You know, if you got to get a, a shipment in somewhere on a Tuesday afternoon, we got you. But regardless, great to have you back. So uh, let me add, let me share this. Uh, Saham, we were just talking about the situation in Ukraine and the, the overall uh, environment. A test for supply chain leaders. No easy answers, but decisions have to be made and acted on. Saham, excellent point there. Okay, so Adebayo, you're back. Would love for you to kind of continue your thoughts around leadership in Ukraine and supply chain. So there is something special about defending your father's land. And oftentimes we've read about this in different books, vignettes and different storylines. We saw it on movies, but this is right happening in front of us. Unfortunately, we thought we've passed those kind of time in our, in our world history, but we actually reliving it as well. So I completely understand when those fathers stayed behind to defend their father's land, there is nothing as noblest as those. For every free country on earth today, somebody defended their borders. And that's why these men and women have to stand back and defend. And oftentimes it's a societal mission, but there's, there's nothing as noblest as defending your father's land because that is all you have. That is, and you know, we're, and also there's a message. It's not about defending its person. It's about the message that's not been actually communicated. It's about standing tall and going at shoulders to shoulders and, you know, with your brothers and sisters that are defending for a common cause or a common goal to make sure that you defend your land. And oftentimes, you know, it might not be the most prudent answer, it might not be the most prudent idea. To be often time, especially you defending your country against the Russian army. Uh, I know, I mean, it's last time we saw them in action, if we know that it was a Red Army during World War II, it was a completely different ball game. And they probably still have the same glory till now. But it's telling us about Ukrainian people are teaching us about resiliency. They're mm. teaching us about being persistent. And there's a lot to learn from them. There's a lot to learn from them. They are great ability to stand uh, despite facing a foe. I completely agree. And and I don't want to take anything away from the Ukrainian situation, the invasion and all that. We could talk for hours about the, the inspiring stories and, and the true, real resilience we're seeing there out of bio. But on a much lighter, less important note, when it comes to current forward-looking leadership in global supply chain, what are some either parallels or what's some observations out of bio you think is really important for supply chain leaders to, to know and act on today? Spontaneity. I believe to be spontaneous. The world we live in today will continue to change. And that's what I've learned in the last two, three years is that a, a leader must be spontaneous. It's, you have to be kind of ability to operate under that spontaneous atmosphere. See, as we usher into era of digitization and there's so much risk involved. There are some risks right now that I myself in the risk business cannot even fathom 
there are risks that yet to be unborn. You know, there's so much risks that are coming out there with the advent of Web 3.0, the inclusion of uh, blockchain, artificial intelligence, and uh, Internet of Things are going to birth new risk and new ideas and new sets of threats that we've never seen before. And we need leaders who can stand tall. Mm. Who can you know? Who can stand tall for days? And oftentimes, situations like this kind of bird those kind of leaders. Ability to kind of figure out yourself where you know, you know, just stick out the grit uh, is what's going on. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, and I'm not, I'm not a prophet of doom. Unfortunately, situations like these will continue to happen to the rest of time. And especially that we've now, you know, uh, we're not ushering to the new era of you know metaverse. I heard of uh, a few weeks ago that. Somebody is actually alleging that she's been groped on on a, in a, in a metaverse world. Wow! And that is a new level of just craziness. I've yet to even kind of understand. But yet we've just we don't even we as people cannot even understand. We've not come to the full understanding of what this metaverse actually entails. But yet people are already using it for things of evil. So uh, you can, that can tell you that the world we live in, unfortunately, is not fair, and unfortunately, it's not sane. You know, so imagine for supply chain leaders have to traverse this world, have to provide sanity in the world that is insane. You know, and that is what is required of us. The world looks to supply chain leaders. To be honest with you, I was telling someone over there. He said, "Don't you think you're a little bit biased?" I'm not. I'm not. I mean, supply chain rules the world. So, imagine the world looking to us to provide sanity in the midst of insanity. That's right. And that is what is going on at the moment. Agreed. Uh, you know, along those lines of what uh, Adebayo is sharing, Jenny, one of our favorite phrases around here that came about from one of our earliest interviews was. No product, no program, which is there's so much truth in that simple phrase, which supports what Autobios is sharing. Because if folks can't get the products, what can you do? Your hands are, are tied. Jenny, speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and there's a there's a great program. I think it's called Empty Hands, Empty Shelves, Empty Hands, which is another another an initiative in the public health space. Um, and, and exactly that. But I was going to say that from a, a supply chain um, leader perspective, it, there's got to be a calmness. And one of the one of the questions at our recent student conference, and remember, this came at the end of two years of, right. of COVID and the vaccine rollout and all the rest of it. And and they asked, is supply chain management a stressful <laughs> job? And that was kind of and the answer was yes, until you learn how mm. to handle it. And I just thought that was such a great answer. And I do think versatility, flexibility, and ultimately calmness, rational. I love that, Jenny. All right. So I want to, I want to go back to risk uh, out of bio. As, as Jenny and I were kind of prepping for uh, our interview with you, it, it dawned on both of us again, because uh, we've interviewed you a couple of times, as Jenny mentioned, Veteran Voices in an earlier uh, Supply Chain Now episode, probably about 18 months ago or so. Yes. And you dealt back in two, two, uh, 2011. You had some personal experience with the devastating earthquake and tsunami that uh, impacted terribly impacted uh, our friends in Japan. What what did that teach you about risk management that we're seeing? You know, number one priority in global business right now. So one thing, I mean, and being in the business of uh, defense, pretty much deal with risk all day long, as we call it. 
I, I saw you mention the word egress the other time. It's been a while. It's been a while I've heard the word egress. I was like, most people probably would not understand it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what tsunami and all this uh, is a natural disaster, man-made disaster, has taught me over the course of time, is regardless of how much you prepare for risk, uh, if it is meant to be, it will be, and you have to be prepared. And the essence of having a risk management within your processes as a supply chain manager, as my professional is that whenever this risk does happen that it can only stretch your supply chain but not break it and that's what i've hammered during the covid crisis or whatnot you will not be able to anticipate every risk out there there are risks and as i said earlier that are not born yet there are risks that we've not even seen yet unknown risk as we always categorize it unknown risk there are certain risks that regardless of how much we permutate different mitigating strategy there are certain risks that we will not be able to fathom but ability to have a structure and framework in place in your risk management processes in such a way that provide a safety net that whatever happens whatever comes it will only stretch your supply chain it will not break it but oftentimes we don't do that it's either we are stubborn or we think you know we know it all for the most part we should always want to stretching of supply chain can be very stressful on everyone involved either the process and the people are uh, combined but it is better than being having a broken supply chain. We have a broken supply chain. Your company is no more alive. And that is a problem. That's a huge problem. And going back to what you said a second ago, if I can, out of bio, the people, the last people, the folks I don't want to be in a room with, whether it's normal times, I'll call it, or a contingency, contingency situation, are the folks that claim to know everything. Yeah. That's when we all lose. Is that right, out of bio? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that's where it's very dangerous. You know, I used to jump I used to jump out of airplanes as a paratrooper for many years. And every time I try to exit the bird, you know, I always there's this sense of anxiety, there's this sense of fear. But that doesn't mean I'm not gonna step out of airplane. I will still step out of it. And that's what I've done it for so many years. Every time I exit that bird, is just the fear of uncertainty in the or fear of unknown that comes with it. So on one day, one of my last few jumps that I had, I was talking to this gentleman that has done over 100 and something times. And I asked him, I was like, because I only did mine for about 60 something times, I jump out of airplanes. We're like, you've done it over 100 times. Do you still get scared? He said, every time. He said, the moment you are not scared, you should be worried because that is the beginning of trouble. And that is a problem. Anytime somebody is not worried or believe that they've known it all, you just have to distance yourself from that because that is... I just see like you're sitting on a pad of a gunpowder. You're sitting on a keg of gunpowder. It's a right. about to happen. Uh, out of bio, there's so much truth there. And Jenny, I'm going to come to you next. But really quick, Donna had a question. Uh, metaverse is what out of bio was talking about with that particular situation. And that's, that's you know, been around for, I don't know, a year or so now. The metaverse is real estate being sold. The metaverse, unfortunately, there's are some offenses being taken and, and, and conducted in the metaverse. Yes. Uh, but Donna, that was uh, the word that he uh, used. Oh, egress was the other word. Egress. Egress. And and so I was Air Force. I didn't jump out of any planes out of bio. I was, I was a lowly data analyst. But I remember my e egress training in a couple of different ways. But, you know, if you're exiting a, an airplane or if you're you're exiting a, um, a certain geographic territory or scenario, uh, egress is a word that's often used. Is that uh, is your get out plan? Is a get out get out of get out of dodge plan? So, 
whatever plan you have going into a situation, you need to have your egress plan. Like if everything else goes to crap, how do I get out of here in the fastest way possible? And that's your egress plan. Yes. Out of bio, I can tell. You're an excellent teacher, which I already knew in our, in our earlier uh, conversations because you give these simple answers that anyone can get. And that's a sign of an excellent, excellent teacher that with plenty of experience. Okay, Jenny, we were just talking. I loved Adebayo's analogy he used, the experience he used. You know, if you're jumping out of a plane and there's not a little little touch of anxiety, you better stop jumping out of planes. Jenny, talk, uh, what are your thoughts there? Well, I was going to say, you know, in a far more, not necessarily mundane uh, example, but we have speakers who are the calmest, most together people in the world. And 10 minutes before they're due to go on stage, it's that whole adrenaline rush. It's that whole, which makes them better speakers. It makes them, it brings all the stuff they know to the front of their mind and all the noise and everything to the back of their mind. So, you know, it is, it's it's like you say, by it's that whole thing about once you lose that adrenaline or you lose that, that commitment to succeed, that's when, that's obviously when you fail. Excellent. Excellent point. Uh, Saham is talking about how your get out plan, your egress plan, the same applies to supply chain uh, on a variety of levels. I would agree with you. And yeah, Ikachuku, I agree with you as well. He is a guru. I've seen this time and time again. Oh, uh, I wish I had so six gracious. hours. <laughs> I wish I had six hours uh, with you. Uh, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take one of your classes. But uh, we enjoy your perspective here, um, Jenny. Well said. So, Arabayo, what else when it, when it came to that scenario in Japan? You know, the earthquake and the tsunami, kind of kind of going back to risk management. What else sticks out that really you saw manifest itself in that uh, experience? It's just uh, you know the tsunami that happened over. So I, I was tsunami in Japan is one thing, and then I was there in Japan during the the big tsunami that ravaged the whole Asia, the earthquakes, wow. everything. So it, it was just uh, you know you cannot really fathom the 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 consequences of such actions. So you can only anticipate what the action will be, but the consequences, you really cannot really gauge the impact. Uh, you know, they talk about in risk management, talk about probability and consequences, right? And you can you can envision the probability, but the consequences might be a quite one. But, uh, and I think what I've learned as well as a supply chain professional in dealing with those sorts kind of event is, you know, applying every knowledge possible. Hmm. You know, oftentimes some of the knowledge that build us out of those kind of situations weren't necessarily supply chain centric knowledge. It's knowledge from psychology, from anthropology, from sociology. Hmm. And oftentimes when I tell uh, junior supply chain professionals coming up in this, that as a supply chain professional, you have to dabble into a lot of knowledge space that are not particularly centric to supply chain because you never know when this knowledge will come at play. How do you explain to certain people that this is convince them that this is what you're trying to do? You need them as a stakeholder and you need their buying as a stakeholder and what you're doing. Try to evade them from the situation or try to get supplies from them to be able to serve these folks. We have to be able to convince them beyond reasonable doubt that this is the ideal thing to do. And oftentimes, under a, a, a situation with high duress, you know, so, uh, and the, the knowledge and experience I've gained in supply chain did not did not help me to It's the other knowledge uh, domain that I've had over the course of time that came to 
my rescue over here. So that is why I always advise supply chain professionals are necessary. You know, branch out, diversify your knowledge domain, diversify your knowledge base, learn about intelligence, learn about things that are not particularly centric to supply chain, because trust me, you get to use it one of these days if you hang around enough, you know? That is that is million dollar advice right there. Million dollar advice out of bio because you know supply chain touches everything. It certainly helps to even have just a, a even if it's a shallow level understanding of different things. Uh, you you're you're talking anthropology and some other things. I, um, we met someone that works with the Esker organization, and he went to school. And I think you and I have talked about this. He went to school for classical art but found himself years later in global supply chain. And he was talking about how his classical art training and appreciation helps with creativity and supply chain and beyond. And, and of course, build rapport with people. And that's a really, really important thing. So folks branch out as often as you can. Jenny, what uh, you're. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the folks who work in humanitarian logistics, which is effectively what what Adebayo was was working in in most of the things that you, you do, because people people are fundamentally affected by the breakdowns in supply chains or in infrastructure. Um, and and like he was saying, you know, to to know your culture to in the country that you're working in, to understand the way the governments work, there's 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 big asks for people who who are really focusing on getting stuff from A to B. It's so 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 much more than that. Agreed, so much more. And those are set line segments. If I remember my my uh, geometry training back in in third grade, you know, line segments because there's a there's a, a an A and a B. It's not an ongoing continuous line, I think. I'll, I'll check with my third grader. Um, out of bio, let's, uh, while we've got you here, while, while we've got you here, uh, Jenny, I'm going to talk about the awards in just a second, the mm -hmm. Africa Supply Chain uh, Excellence Awards. But uh, out of bio, let's talk about Supply Chain Africa, this venture that you're leading. Tell us, what 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 is that all about? Very Thank exciting. you so much, Jenny, and for providing this platform yourself and Scott to speak about Supply Chain Africa. Supply Chain Africa is a digital platform that showcases the people, the culture, and the business of Africa. I've I've been on the sideline looking at different processes across the continent about how supply chain is run across the board. As you know, I'm the Western guy. It's the sun exported out of the land to the Western world. Learned so much, worked so much, and I came back to the land. And I realized that we could do better, not necessarily following the Western world. The Western ideology and civilization has helped us as being the beacon of hope for the world at large. And we've seen it, you know, in the same light as we, what's going on in Ukraine and Russia at the moment between the two conflicts, how the Western world is coming together, liberal democracy and whatnot. But at the same time, Africa as a continent is very unique at its own peculiarities. And oftentimes, these peculiarities have been ignored over the course of time. Africa has adopted this stage of adaptation and adaptation, just absorbing all these different cultures, but they kind of neglected their own culture. We've been trading among each other before colonization, centuries before we even have other people visiting the continent. And that's helped our house, it has helped us house enormously. Over the course of time, we've jettisoned those things and we've embraced other cultures. But yet we've having difficulty kind of implementing this culture within our within our societies. There is two facts about supply chain: it's a science and it's an art. Sign is universal, it is basic anywhere you go in the world, but the heart part of it is very regional. 
and I think that has been the ugly heels for African uh, supply chain, to be to be to be frank. And I think understanding the African supply chain peculiarity has not been brought to light. What has made us unique? What has made us special? We need to highlight it and we need to embrace it, not to be shy away from it. It is what makes us unique. As I was always the best thing to explain is brown boxes. I mean, I'll call it brown boxes. Brown trucks of UPS and the colorful trucks of FedEx. It's the last mile for the Western world in America and uh, motorcycles at the last mile. It might not be pretty. It might not be ideal in the Western world, but it works perfectly in African continent. And I think we need to embrace that. We need to embrace what is ours. And that is what Supply Chain Africa is all about. It's about understanding our context across the five countries, country, what makes us unique and what makes us different. And what is our common, there's all some kind of commonality on the continent, how, how we can use those commonality to, to solve our problems. And also for people that are coming to the continent to invest, be able to see different, the colorful part of Africa, because our culture, it's part of the way we do business. It's part of how we do our economy. It's part of how we do our trade. And obviously, it's very, very entrenched in our supply chain. And we've neglected that over the course of time. So I want that's what African supply chain is all about, highlighting those uniqueness and peculiarities. Well, okay. So, Jenny, I'm not sure where. There's so much I want to talk about with what he just shared. Yeah. I'm not sure where to start. Jenny, what, what out of all of that? What's, what's the thing you're most excited about or agree with or what have you? I'm I'm just so excited that it's another platform that's that's showcasing, highlighting the, the brilliance that is on the continent. So often it's all the negativity and to have something that's positive, that's actually going to educate people that Africa is not one country, that's going to highlight the nuances in different countries, but also also create that unity as well. I think it's just I think it's so exciting. Um, and I think that if anyone can do it, you can do it. That, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One final. Thank you so much. One final question, and, and then I'm going to circle back to Jenny to you and the awards. But Adebayo, you've got a, a great event coming up next week with a friend of the show, DC. Yes. So tell us what what is that going to be about, and and where can folks go and, and plug into that? So it's going to be live on. Uh, on Zoom and people can register. It's a free event, uh, but it's also nice to highlight uh, women in supply chain and how they've been able to create their businesses and you know how they'll be able to champion different initiatives and teach other. You know, this it's an International Women's Day deal, and uh, women across the world have been disenfranchised, have been you know not been able to reach their full potential because of the world created by men and. And I think it should be highlighted, especially from supply chain Africa. We know the largest block of business owners in Africa, they're women. Mm -hmm. So in this particular case, we want every woman and people that are supporting women calls to come online to hear from DC and a couple of other folks uh, with Tommy Balogun coming from Nigeria and Jit as well. The people to come and just listen to their experience and how they've been able to kind of traverse this crazy world of uh, business. And they are also supply chain. Uh, centric as well, so I think it would be a wonderful thing to celebrate women and celebrate, uh, uh, you know, business run by women as well. So next Tuesday, March, I mean March eight, uh, one p.m. to uh, two p.m. Central, 
web and we're gonna be live to log on with us we're gonna plug into linkedin as well and everyone can actually blow live or can just share experiences dc is dynamic is she is she's like i don't even know how to describe her <laughs> and Tony Balogo as well she has raised last year i think she raised over 17 million dollars worth of revenue for small businesses for wow. women or it's just it just i mean it's 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 remarkable. Yes. It's, it's beyond remarkable. Self. <laughs> it's beyond remarkable. So, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. We, we've been fortunate to interview uh, DC around here, and, and it sounds like you've got an outstanding uh, show and event and learning opportunity and, and information exchange opportunity it, for our team. And by the way, the best production team in the business, Amanda, Chantel, and Catherine. Thank you all so much for navigating through the last hour or so. But hey, if you all can, uh, if you go venture over to Adebayo's LinkedIn profile, if you all could grab that link for next Tuesday's event and drop that in the comments so folks can, can register directly. That'd be wonderful. Uh, and Tempest says, DC's my mentor. Looking forward to the event. How about that? It uh, looks like Ikacheco yes. is going to be there. LinkedIn, I'm not sure who this is, but that's the greatest way of Africa, speaking about some of the things that you, you've been uh, referencing uh, out of bio. Okay, so Jenny, speaking of excellent events, excellent events, let's talk about the Africa Supply Chain Excellent Awards. And I think I've got this teed up here. So tell us, oh, what so cool. is, well, a little, little snippet tool can, can take us a long <laughs> ways, you know what I mean? Uh, tell us about the Africa Supply Chain Excellence Awards. Okay, with pleasure. But first of all, I just want to say, Adabaya, you know how to pick the topics that are near and dear to my heart. So thank you for all you do in that regard. This is, this is one that kind of, you know, dovetails totally into what, what is being done with Supply Chain Africa, which is to showcase and highlight and applaud um, supply chain management that's of excellence on the continent. And that means everywhere, all countries, anybody. And these, these things are not just about people who've managed to save companies money. It's about any example of supply chain excellence that has made a difference to something, to a person, to a life, to a business. It's going to be a very varied selection. We've got some fantastic uh, submissions already. It's the first one that, is that has happened. We've got nine different associations from across the continent uh, involved. And the whole idea of it is that it is for supply chain professionals and managed by supply chain professionals. So there's no there's no kind of you know hidden money making machine. It is all about making making awareness and applauding supply chain excellence. I love that. I love that. And I think uh, if we can drop that link in the comments as well, ASCEA.co. .za. I'm gonna throw it back up there really quick. That's where you can learn more. You can nominate. You can get. You can support it. Yeah. Uh, attend. You name it. Uh, yeah. I love the purpose. And Scott, just to caveat in that, I know we are run out of time. Supply Chain African Excellence Award and CEPIX are partners with uh, Supply Chain Africa. They've mm -hmm. been gracious, and uh, you know we need that collaboration. That collaboration to be able to put Africa. Uh, especially African supply chain yeah. in this rightful place. It's so all about you. working together. It's all about Absolutely. working together. Absolutely. Agreed. Thank you so much. Well, th no, thank you all. I think I really, I mean, it. thank you all for what you do uh, because it takes action, heavy lifting, a lot of work to do these things that both of y'all are involved in. It makes industry better. It connects people more effectively. It opens doors of opportunities mm -hmm. for men, everybody, everybody. 
Uh, and that is so important. You know, both of y'all are, you know, have done big things in your career. And now you're, you're spending time to extend that ladder to help people uh, do, do similar things. So I really appreciate what you both do. I'm also thrilled that all of the nominees for the African Supply Chain Excellence Awards will be nominees, will be rolled over into the 2022 Supply Chain and Procurement Awards, right? We want to lift up everybody. Can you see my in internal happy dance that's going on? <laughs> it's so exciting. Really. Well, really quick. So let's make sure folks know how to connect with both of you. But before we do, I want to go back to a, a comment here. So Saham says, he has heart. Now, you're going to take a lot of things away from the last hour or so about Adebayo. You know, obviously he he's brilliant. He's been there and done it. He jumped out of planes for some reason for a long time. Uh, <laughs> but if you you know, my favorite thing perhaps about Adebayo is the passion that he wears on his sleeve for making things better for all. And, and the passion he has for supply chain and beyond. And Adebayo, she must know you well because... Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. She's, she's a great friend. She's a great friend. And she's also a risk, supply chain risk management as well. So, yes. Awesome. Well, <laughs> really quick, looking forward to the event. T-Squared says, this was a supply chain management student for life's dream. How about that? You're inspiring a bunch of folks. Uh, Jacob's looking forward to the event. A lot of good stuff there. All right. So let's make sure folks know how to connect with both of y'all. Autobio, let's start with you. How can they connect with you and Supply Chain Africa? So Supply Chain Africa, uh, for just follow us on LinkedIn, Supply Chain Africa. We are there uh, for the most part. Or info at supplychainafrica.org. Uh, we are there. And also you can follow me. If you follow me on Adebayo, Adelike on LinkedIn, you know, you always find your way. I'll, I'll, I'll route you to the right uh supply chain africa we need and as right now our first edition maiden edition is going to be dropped uh end of this month we're looking forward to it it's going to be our first land break and i mean landmark magazine so we're looking forward to i'm really excited about these folks are working these for africans by africans and uh it's, i'm quite excited about this so jenny thank you scott thank you i really do appreciate it. Now, everyone out there supporting supply chain africa and also just whatever you're doing in your you know, looks and crannies of your of your respective location that are progressing the work of supply chain i really do thank you from the bottom of my heart because without supply chain we don't know where we are we will be today especially with the COVID backdrop and whatnot and the craziness that is going on in the world so every supply chain professional is out there thank you i can't echo that enough well said uh Adabai, i really appreciate you you know a lot of times the workforce a lot of times as consumers as everyone is and certainly the three of us we take for granted you know, how easy we can get something delivered to our home or return from our home or we can pick up that milk off the shelf or whatever it is and man people make that happen even in today's technological world we live in so excellent call out there out of bio jenny uh, let's make sure folks know how to connect with you and the awards and say picks. How can folks do that? Yeah, very easily. LinkedIn. Um, I'm reasonably active on LinkedIn. I like Twitter. It suits my attention span better. <laughs> and, and, and it's fun, too. So there are kind people on Twitter. It's not all evil people. Um, and it's just Jenny Froome. Keep it simple. And say picks is info at say picks. What is that? Info something. Say picks.org. It's just that easy, folks. It's only 25 years and I still can't remember it. <laughs> well, hey, 
I really I, I admire both of y'all. I'm so tickled out of bio about this next chapter with supply chain Africa and, and the impact you're going to have there. And the, man, the passion that's fueling it. Jenny, you know that we're big fans of, you know, I, I chaired the Atlanta area. Jenny Froome fan club. Try to say that three times fast. <laughs> so we need more autobios and Jenny's in this world we live in. So thank you so much for what you do. Listeners, folks in the cheap seats, uh, folks maybe listen to the replay. Hey, hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. I tell you, we need, need more of this type of uh, results focused, pay it forward focused, give forward focused leadership. I'll be sure to find Supply Chain now wherever you get your podcast, but do good, give forward, and be like Adebayo and Jenny. Be the change that's needed. On that note, we'll see you next time right back here on Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.